this episode of BoJack Horsepod does deal with the topic of suicide. If this is something that hits close to home, please feel free to skip this episode to protect your peace. And if you do choose to listen and this episode brings anything up, remember you are not alone and you can call the Canadian Suicide Hotline at 833-456-4566. Or if you're in the States, you can call 1-800-273-8255. You are not alone. everyone and welcome back to BoJack Horsepod, the BoJack Horseman podcast. Today we are talking about season one, episode 12, the finale, later. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing really well. We've made it through a whole season of BoJack Horseman. How do you feel? I can't believe it. Yeah, this time has kind of flown by a little bit. It's th- it's about to be April for us. It will be April when this podcast drops. We consistently recorded a podcast every week this year. Yeah, right? That's wild. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can't, I can't believe it. And season one of BoJack, it's good, actually. Yeah, and so much happened. And I feel like we've covered this a hundred times, but like so much more happened than I ever remembered. And it was so good. And there's just so much to unpack from this whole season. And it's been really a joy. So much fun. Yeah, I've had a great time covering it with you. And here's the thing. This show is only going to get progressively more complicated and harder to handle with care. Mm -hmm. But I think we're up to the task. I think so. And I think we're always pretty open about the fact that we only know what we know. And we're going to do our best to handle it from our perspective and try to handle everything really sensitively. And I think that's that's what we can do. And people can take what we say with a grain of salt, but we're going to do our best. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Well, what did you think about this episode overall? I think it's good. I watched it like two nights ago. So (laughs) it feels forever ago, but I liked it. I think it was really good, especially the ending. I felt was really strong. I think we get some really good stuff about Bojack's isolation. Like I think we've gotten like he wants everyone to love him and that kind of stuff before. But I think this one really encapsulates just how alone he feels. And I think that's very powerful. Yeah, I feel like this episode, like the end of last episode was kind of a shift into Mm -hmm. like a lot more serious. The show has handled a lot of serious topics up to this point. But I feel like the end of last episode is where it really got where you're like, oh, shit okay this is where we're at and then this episode is a very good continuation of that which happens about three months after Bojack asking Diane if if he's a good person which I I do like that they've had that they they gave us like a little bit more time yeah I agree and I think one of the interesting things too about that whole isolation piece is like we're actually seeing him now when he's got some success back he's literally winning a golden globe for his book and it's interesting to kind of see the other side of that where he has fame back and people like him again but that doesn't really help in terms of how isolated he is and how he's like cut himself off from everybody yeah and that's like I feel like that's like the one actually really funny thing about this episode is the golden globe like poking fun of it all because I think I'm not like the biggest award show uh, guy so people (laughs) who know more about award shows please feel free to sound off in the comments but I do think it is such a thing where the Golden Globes are a little bit of a joke. They're they're the ones that make the least sense. So <laughs> yes. it's it's funny that they had Bojack's book winning as a movie under the 
comedy slash musical section and then Bojack just holds his Golden Globe the whole episode. Yeah, it took a couple scenes to realize that he has it in every single scene, but uh, I like that. It's a nice touch. But then it's funny because you're like, you didn't even notice he's holding a Golden Globe. like Because <laughs> it took me a little bit too to notice as well. And I just thought that was like... Like, the main comedy of the episode comes from that, as well as the Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd plotline. So the episode starts, and it's an interview in 1973. Secretariat is on, like, one of those late-night shows. Yeah, I like how the season premiere opened with an interview kind of like this, too, but with BoJack, right? It's a kind of bookending. Yeah, it's that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because the season starts with Bojack having like a very embarrassing interview. But this interview, Secretariat is being asked about, you know, allegations that he has been cheating in horse racing, that he's been betting on his own races and betting on horse races in general. Yeah, very unsettling to hear John Krasinski in this role. <laughs> it, it That's true. <laughs> I forgot to look up the IMDb of this episode too because we have there's a few people that we're gonna want to talk about true we haven't uh, haven't done a good job responding to Tim's request or more on the cast and crew (laughs) here's the thing okay you want the cast and crew maybe okay (laughs) please provide the details and we'll talk about it yeah if you let us know who everyone is then we'll talk about it okay yeah, what is, so obviously you've seen The Office. Have you seen anything else with John Krasinski? Yes, he was in, damn it. I have seen very little Jack Ryan. John Krasinski might also be a character actor. <laughs> That's, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, you know what? I haven't seen like, I haven't seen A Quiet Place. I have zero interest in A Quiet Place. I'm aware of it, but I'm not even slightly interested in it. Oh, wait, do you just like not like horror? I really or? don't like horror movies. Uh, I, I don't like... love horror movies, but A Quiet Place was good. Yeah. Oh, I saw it in okay. theaters and it was scary. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't like scary things because I'm like, oh, I can just like conjure up scarier things in my head without needing any prompt. <laughs> You're like, I've got anxiety. <laughs> I don't need scary movies. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm looking at this. I feel like it's like, yeah, I'm aware of him on Jack Ryan and that's like about it apart from Jim. You know what? It could be worse. Okay, so Secretariat basically is saying allegations are completely false. There's no truth to them. And then they have a letter from a fan and that fan is Bojack H yes nine-year-old Bojack H a young horse just like him yes and so I did not write down the whole letter (laughs) did you I wrote down most of it because I got okay here's what I wrote down I wrote down I'm a horse just like you I like to watch racing and you're my favorite horse to watch and then there was a bunch of jokes about racetracks that I didn't write down yeah I said I think Um, I'm on the right track get it track because horses run on tracks and you are a horse did you get it Yes. And there's a whole page of that. And then I have, I'm a good kid and I like to play and I like to go to school, but sometimes I get sad. What do you do when you get sad? How do I not get sad? And that just punch right in the stomach mm-hmm. to start to start the episode off. And then it gets worse almost. Like you think, okay, this is pretty bad. And then you hear from Secretariat that he used to get sad and then he found running and running just made sense. So he kept running. Bojack, when you get sad, you just run straight ahead. There are people in your life that will try to slow you down. All that exists is what's ahead. Do not look back. There is nothing for you there. Just 
keep running straight ahead. Which, like, it's okay advice. This is horrible advice. In the sense of, like, there are going to be people who try to, like, hold you back and slow you down, but, like, don't let people drag you down. I think that's okay advice. Like, I don't think it's yeah. good. Like, don't just don't be sad. Like, don't think about it. That's not good advice. But I think I in think, terms of, like, not letting people bring you down, I think that's good. I think the idea that there is nothing for you in the past yeah. to, <laughs> is very bad. I think there's something there, though, of not living in the past. Not the idea of never look back, because that's not healthy either. But I think the the idea behind that of keep moving forward try not to get too bogged down with the people who are gonna try to drag you down with them or like trap you in the past or whatever i think that's fair to your point yeah like <laughs> like the overall way he presents it there is certainly some problems there it didn't come across to me in the the positive light you saw it in <laughs> i guess you just see the good in people well so like now that you're saying that there is also i think as i was watching it i was like he's saying it in a very sort of sinister way which i think i was like huh am i supposed to be interpreting this in this positive way so it's interesting that you saw it the other way. Like, did you feel that kind of tone where it's a little bit dark? Yeah, it's, he's super I was like, intense. oh, okay, this is a very, like, depressed person yeah. sharing unhealthy coping mechanisms with a nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah. That's, th- that's how I saw it. But, you know, we've now given a very both sides of the story kind <laughs> of view. Yes, tell us what you think. Yes, let us, let us know if you agree with Lindsay, with optimism, or with myself <laughs> for pessimism. So then it cuts to, it's been some time later. I did not read how much later it's been. I think it's um, a month later. God bless. And so Secretariat has now been banned for life from horse racing. And there's like the radio hosts are talking about how like it's the 70s. You can't cheat at sports and get away with it. I feel like it's referencing something. Yeah, I don't actually know what. I just feel like there was a lot of cheating going on. I mean, I'm assuming it was probably baseball. That sounds right. I feel like baseball is just riddled with this kind of stuff. Well, now it is. Now, if you're not doing steroids in baseball, it's like, what are you even... Yeah, you're not even a professional baseball player. I looked up sports scandals. There's a whole Wikipedia page for that. (laughs) Huh. It looks like most of the sports scandals start in the 80s. So maybe in the 70s, you could get away with it. Oh, true. I was going to say, maybe that's like what it means. It's like, oh, maybe that's the joke. Yeah, true. Huh. Well, if anyone cares about sport and is getting this joke that we've missed, please let us know. Yeah, please tell us. Oh my god. Sorry, I just like, I still have the sporting scandals open and I just looked over and realized that I was at the section for horse racing scandals. Uh-huh. And there was a scandal called the Horse Murders Scandal. Ah. From ni- 1975 to 1995, wealthy owners and trainers of show jumping horses, horses conspired to electrocute and otherwise kill overvalued and underperforming animals to defraud insurance companies. Yikes. Oh, my That's God. horrific. Crimes also committed were extortion, mail fraud, animal cruelty, and the murder of at least one human. Jesus. <laughs> I do 90s. like that the only scandal that starts in the 70s is a horse racing one. That's kind of Serendipitous. apt. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going to read the whole horse murders Wikipedia page later because it looks very interesting Christ there's not a podcast about that well that's the thing with true crime though is there's so much of it that it's kind of impossible to get a podcast about all of them Mm -hmm. okay sorry did not mean to derail from a very serious moment there but he secretariat jumps off of the bridge and he does a die by suicide pretty downer Mm -hmm. we're gonna start the episode yeah for sure and that's like it just cuts straight to the credits from there and like obviously this is something that sticks with bojack because one month earlier he felt like he had like a conversation with him right exactly poor little nine-year-old bojack and so then 
after the credits, it goes straight to the Golden Globes where Bojack is winning for a comedy slash musical for his book, One Trick Pony. The book has been out for three months at this time. He makes like a pretty stereotypical speech. I do like how he's like, if I could make just one person out there feel a little less alone, it's worth it. People told me that that was really brave and I was like, I'm not gonna call myself brave, but like if you guys are calling me brave, I guess I'm brave. I guess I can't stuff you. (laughs) And so then it's after party at my restaurant, which he did not want to throw. Yeah, he's like, why do I even offer this? Like, I don't want to do it. And I do like the callback here. Where Todd's like, oh, I'm going to get cotton candy. Do you want some? He's like, no. Yes. Yes, I love that there is always cotton candy at Bojack's parties. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a party as an adult where there has been cotton candy? I don't think I've ever been to a party that's had cotton candy. Yeah, I feel like, like as a kid, even. Yeah, private function. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like you only see cotton candy at like a carnival. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, we went to the fair and got some cotton candy. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, yes, we're just making cotton candy in the backyard for this <laughs> birthday party. Limitless amounts of cotton candy. I'll admit, I don't hate it. I actually like cotton candy. I know it's kind of gross. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? It's just sugar. It's just sugar. We're addicted. It's high yeah. fructose corn syrup, baby. Yeah. It's like in pastel colors. It's, it's so pretty and delicious. I haven't <laughs> had cotton candy in years. And I actually like now I'm like, oh, I want some cotton candy. I mean, I wouldn't say no. I don't think I would want to drink and have cotton candy at the same time, though. No, that seems like a bad idea. Maybe that's why Bojack always has this problem. Like, think about the hangover. He's not so good with the moderation. You know, I'm. <laughs> that's a pretty hot take about Bojack. <laughs> In terms of drugs, alcohol, or cotton candy. Or anything. Or anything. Food, even. True, yeah. What was it? Apple fritter phase? The apple fritter phase. It's also like that kind of applies to his relationships too. When you even look at his like the interactions he's had with Diane so far, it's like he doesn't know how to keep it to like a normal amount. And then that the person that he's fixated on becomes like everything to him. True. Yeah. And so when I was going back through the episode last week with Sam, I thought that was so interesting that we got into that of like, he wants Diane to be so much like she wants him to fill all of these roles for him. I thought that was really interesting that we tapped into that. Yeah, Sam is really smart. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sam, for being so smart. Sam should probably be the one who does this podcast. (laughs) We did it first, so... (laughs) too late so at the party vincent adultman is back and i love how he's like hello other (laughs) grown-ups i went to the stock market today and did a business yeah we had an email that says like sorry if i missed the cutoff for last week i was at the stock market doing a business so (laughs) people are really leaning into the vincent adultman of it all i vincent adultman is just so funny He's so good. (laughs) And I think it's, I feel like when we were introduced to him, you and I had a discussion of like, I was like, no, he's definitely three children in a trench coat. And you're like, but like, is there a possibility that he could be an adult man? It's like, (laughs) no. And I feel like this episode really leans into like, no, no, no definitely three children like do please do not believe that this is an adult yeah i think it was sarah that sent us that email where she said like i just love to imagine that he's just like this socially awkward guy with kind of a weird shape and he just like just holds a broom yeah and it's just like always doing business (laughs) it is funny but i i like that he's just the the three children there are also princess carolyn has like a very cutting remark to bojack where she says if you can't be happy tonight maybe you'll never be happy again so brutal and bojack Jack rightly says, like, that's an extremely bleak thing to say. Like, is that supposed to be encouraging? I didn't like it. 
Mm-mm. I don't like it at all. There's also like a really awkward interaction between Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter where they talk about how Diane is doing. Bojack says that he hasn't seen her in a while. Mr. Peanut Butter asks, oh, how are you doing? And Bojack's like, oh yeah, it's been hard. And is like actually being honest. And then yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter just walks away to go talk to somebody else. Erica. <laughs> well, and that's the thing where it's, yeah, people ask how you're doing, but don't necessarily want to actually know how you're doing. Yeah, and I feel like Bojack spends so much of his time just being like, yeah, yeah, nobody cares and like wouldn't give an honest answer. And then the one time he does, it's to Mr. Peanut Butter who does not care. I think Mr. Peanut Butter probably does care about Bojack, but because of how their relationship has been over the years, he doesn't ever expect to get anything from Bojack either. I also think it's probably hard to connect with Mr. Peanut Butter at a party. Like he's a golden retriever. I feel like they are easily overstimulated. You're right. You're (laughs) absolutely right. I feel like he would have been by the door just like wagging his tail like every time someone comes in like, oh my god, I'm so happy to see you. Ah, you're here. You came. Erica. (laughs) Erica. Did anything else happen at this party? Not really. The other line I have written down is when Princess Carolyn is talking about Vincent, how he works too hard. And she's like, oh, we need to go on a cruise. Can you imagine this body in a swimsuit? And Bojack's like, I literally cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody can. But yeah, that's kind of it. Bojack misreads a woman asking for his autograph. Yes. He's like, oh, okay. Well, like, do you want to come back to my place? And she's like, oh, uh, no. And he just (laughs) turns to another woman and goes, what about you? And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then they, they, he drives drunk as per usual and Mm -hmm. hooks up with this random woman as Bojack is wont to do. We get a great scene of Diane in the grocery store and the bird paparazzi are (laughs) following her around. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you gonna write another book about it? I see you looking at those oranges. You gonna write a book about those oranges? Yeah, it's like the only commentary they have. They do ask about Bojack, but she just doesn't answer. Truly, the bird paparazzi could have linked up with Diane and really done some damage with her book. That's a good point. Because I feel like Diane doesn't know about the stuff with Sarah Lynn, right? That they hooked up? I think she does, because she's the one who says, like, it kind of seems like you're taking advantage of her. Oh, right. I'm surprised that she didn't write about that. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess point. that's, that's I guess. like the one thing she protected him from. Yeah, the one boundary she didn't cross. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So while she's in the store, she gets a call, a phone call from Sebastian St. Clair, who's a billionaire philanthropist adventurer. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember, you remember the fancy moose? Can you remember what his name was? Oh, no. Me either. I think it was like, I thought it was something St. James or something. And so I was getting confused when writing the names down. But yes, this is Sebastian St. Clair. And he's like a lynx. Yeah. Something like that. And he's voiced by Keegan-Michael Key. Virgil Van Cleef. I wasn't even close. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Virgil, Virgil Van Cleef. The That's names. not even close. <laughs> Something St. James. Virgil Van Cleef. They have... Uh, uh, sorry, I got nothing. <laughs> There's nothing in common. I can't yeah. help you here. Yeah, I was kind of wondering what kind of cat he is. Is he like a lynx or like a snow leopard or something? Could be a snow leopard. Could be a snow leopard. That's a good call. Have you seen character actor Keegan-Michael Keyes in anything? Yes, but I often confuse him with Jordan Peele. Like, I can never remember which one of them is in what. The thing I know him best from is from Parks and Rec (laughs) when he plays Donna's boyfriend in one of the later seasons that makes sense that makes sense i'm just doing a quick little old scoot through the first thing that i saw was the movie due date which can't possibly be it <laughs> like what he's best known for certainly not what he's best known for <laughs> oh yeah he was on veep for an episode too he's in everything yeah the character actor good call yeah it's a good call 
do you think that all of the guest stars in BoJack are character actors? <laughs> That's possible. And it's just like a little like nod to it when they have character actress Marco Martindale. <laughs> Man, he was only Joe in Parks and Rec in five episodes. But you remember it. Okay. Are we doing enough about the cast and crew? <laughs> yeah, this is now too much about the cast and crew. Okay, so Sebastian St. Clair wants a journalist to follow him around and write about his exploits, where he is, like, going to developing nations and helping orphans, I guess. Yeah, he says, if you can make people care about BoJack Horseman, surely you can make them care about emaciated orphans with missing limbs. Yes, and there's a very funny interaction here where he says, we need to wake people up. And Diane goes, I am a morning person. And then he goes, I hope you mean morning with a U because this is very serious. <laughs> I love that so much. I think that was my favorite line of his. Yes, very good. And also just like every scene of him on the phone, he's like doing something else incredible. Yeah, he's just like leaping around being incredible heroic and like extremely high energy and yeah he's a he's an interesting guy i did also like when she answers the phone and he's like no need to applaud and so she doesn't and then he's like well you could applaud a little (laughs) yeah and then she like awkwardly claps into the phone like yeah this is how normal people interact (laughs) but uh, diane gets kind of swept up in this conversation and she's like i think i'm gonna go so she's telling mr peanut butter about this about how they're gonna go to sudan haiti thailand uganda and chechnya yeah can't you do all that in la she wants to do good work and poop in a bucket that like (laughs) pooping in a bucket bit goes on for so long (laughs) such a back and forth about this well yeah because then mr peanut butter's like nobody wants to poop in a bucket and she's like maybe i do maybe i want to poop in a bucket and he's like well if you want to poop in a bucket we can get you a bucket (laughs) you can do it here (laughs) (laughs) so accommodating like, I, it, that's just such a weird thing to dwell on. But I guess, like, this is such a heavy episode overall that I think they were like, let's lean into any stupid joke that we can add. Mm-hmm. I will say one of the things that I thought it was kind of interesting that this came from Mr. Peanut Butter, because I think people have been pushing back a little bit on, like, is Mr. Peanut Butter a good boyfriend or is he just the patriarchy showing us that we are willing to forgive guys for bad behavior when they love bomb? And I think it was interesting to me to see him being like, I support you, but you're not going to find what you're looking for. And I feel like I've heard that before from the person that I compare to Bojack. I've heard that kind of like, I support you, but here's why I'm saying these incredibly unsupportive things. And so it was interesting to me that that came from Mr. Peanut Butter because I feel like this is so much more overt I guess than some of the stuff we've seen from him up to this point. Yeah the bar for men is so low Mm-hmm. like it's just so low yeah and like it, it's just it's a, a weird thing coming from him where he says like the universe is a cruel and uncaring void and the meaning of life is just keep yourself busy with unimportant nonsense till you die and that seems like kind of the opposite of his outlook well except for when you look at what he does it's a lot of unimportant nonsense that's very fair like, everything he does is unimportant nonsense it's it's kind of an indication that it's like even when someone outwardly seems like totally happy and great like there is more going on on a lot of the time like mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter could be depressed too and we just don't see it because he's not displaying like standard symptoms. It's a good call because yeah because when he says the universe is a cruel and caring void that seems to like fly in the face of someone who's like I cannot believe this weather we're having but also it's like yeah it's a very fair it's a great point. Well but and then you kind of go into it where it's like oh yeah he can't believe this weather we're having because he wants to have small talk because he doesn't want to address anything serious. Yeah no it's it's very astute of you to point that out. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call myself astute, but if you're saying it, I can't stop you. <laughs> I don't like to use the word hero. <laughs> 
we also get like a kind of little interstitial of uh, Princess Carolyn talking about her issues with Vincent Adult Man that he just wants to unwind by watching R-rated movies. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> I feel like R-rated movies, it's never been like, oh, this is an R-rated movie. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's more to life than just going on like the big kid rides at Disneyland or whatever. I love these like very specific things for children. I just, I think it's so funny because it's like, well, obviously Princess Caroline has never like tried to have sex with Vincent Adultman. (laughs) Or seen him with his coat off. (laughs) Yeah, but they're in like a committed relationship. And so it's like, well, what? is happening (laughs) well this is the thing because like they're at the point where at the end of the episode he's gonna say he loves her but also it would be super weird if we get to a point of them even like them even kissing is weird oh yeah no if they kiss it's over princess carolyn is canceled canceled permanently like it's over so yeah so i don't know it's like yeah i like i was couldn't help but think of that during this where it's like they are clearly in a very committed relationship she refers to them as monogamous they love each other but clearly they have never touched because they cannot yeah and thankfully the show doesn't like use that as a as a form of comedy at, at any point that that we've seen like look ugh. yeah they don't try to like take us down that rabbit hole thank god but and you know what enough about princess carolyn's issues she has some offers for bojack the first is villain in the next bond movie and mm-hmm. Bojack doesn't like it. And she's like, okay, fine, never mind. I don't like it either. But what about this one? It's a Western about a one horse town. And you're the horse. <laughs> I love that. Cohen Brothers movie. You're the horse. I also like that the name of the James Bond movie was Golden Hoof. Oh, I did not even clock that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like, it was written in rather small letters. So you're, you're yeah, excused. Yeah, I can't see. I, I don't, I'm not so important that I think I need to see properly. <laughs> Exactly. But Bojack says no because he thinks that the time has come for Secretariat to happen. Now we know that Secretariat the movie was supposed to happen shortly after Horsing Around ended and it just completely fell through. It was in development forever and then just never happened. Yeah. Um, Like in terms of age, that would have been kind of like the perfect spot for Bojack too because this is where Princess Carolyn's like, aren't you a little very too old (laughs) and he's like no this is what i have always wanted to do if not now then when like this Mm -hmm. is the moment then the iron is hot like let's go and princess carolyn's like please clear the rest of my day i have to push a boulder up a hill and have it roll back over me (laughs) time and time again with no regard for my well-being it's so accurate (laughs) so now princess carolyn's like okay i have to get this secretariat movie greenlit and then we get our first little cutaway to todd and mr peanut butter their (laughs) bi-monthly curated snack box has been doing well i love that they say it's been an enormous success like it was such a throwaway at the end of that episode and it's like no it's actually doing extremely well and it's also it's bi-monthly and it's been maybe four months so if anything they've done two months of this because it's not even every month yeah true but it's been an enormous success but it's an enormous success that people want but now mr peanut butter wants to make a movie you can tell he wants to win a golden globe like bojack Mm -hmm. so he's so todd's like okay i've got a stack of scripts any one of them could be a great movie but i do have one non-movie idea yeah and mr peanut butter just instantly is like "Ooh, i'm like clearly much more interested in that i also love todd when he gets a little bit serious about these stupid things where he's like any one of them would make a wonderful movie just coming from todd is a, is a great line. Well, you know, he knows what the people want. So the idea is a store where people can buy Halloween stuff. But a Halloween store, it's, it's been done before. You'll never see it in January, though. It's an untapped market. That's <laughs> the kind of idea that wins Golden Globes. Yes. And I love Mr. Peanut Butter's like, oh, a year round Halloween store? Amazing. And 
And Todd's like, no, only in January. (laughs) (laughs) I love them together. They're such a funny pair. They really do just play well off of each other. And they both just have this like childlike way of looking at the world at times that just allows them to see endless potential in everything. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's, It's very interesting. Would you go to a Halloween store in January? I wouldn't go to a Halloween store in October. Yeah, I haven't been to a Halloween store in quite some time. Yeah, not a big Halloween guy. Halloween never goes well for me. Like, I think anytime I try to be a Halloween guy, it, like, goes poorly and I end up having a bad time. So then I've, like, given up. I'm more of a buy candy on November 1st kind of guy. I mean, everyone's a buy candy on November (laughs) 1st guy. Even if you're a Halloween guy, you still are going (laughs) to buy candy on November 1st. Fair. That's a good point. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, Anything Reese's based is good. I do love Reese's. I have a hot Halloween candy take. And that's that I love the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. Oh, interesting. You know what? I don't think I've ever had a fruit flavored Tootsie Roll. They're so good. They have, there's like orange, lime, raspberry, lemon. Huh. I think when you said that, I was picturing like a, like Jolly Ranchers and I was like, that's not what that is. No, but they're like softer, like a Tootsie Roll. There also are vanilla flavored ones in there, but I don't like the vanilla ones. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Some people, people love the vanilla ones. So I would always buy a box of those and then bring all the vanilla ones to my old boss because he liked (laughs) them. And I'd be like, here, take these. I don't think they're very popular candy, but they are delicious to me. Yeah. Like I don't think I've ever even seen them in a store. They can be hard to track down at times. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, for next year. This year? Yeah. For October. Hey, if the Halloween store in January sells Halloween candy, I'm a lot more on board. That's that's a candy store. And I like <laughs> candy stores. Me too. We like sugar, hey? Yeah. I just ordered a lot of candy from Squish. What is Squish? It's this pretentious candy store. In, I think it's based out of Montreal. I'm looking on their website now. This does look very cute. Yeah, their stuff is probably too expensive. Oh, they have vegan gummies too. A lot of vegan gummies, yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm interested. They have little flamingo-shaped ones. Mm Mm-hmm. They have vegan rainbow belts. It does seem very expensive though. Yeah, you have to get them when they have a sale. Wow, what a dream. Okay. (laughs) Well, now I want candy and I don't have any in the house. I like that you're supportive with my candy habit. Oh my God, this is, I don't know why, but it just turns out well, other than Scally, I just like have podcast co-hosts that like candy. Like Scally doesn't <laughs> like candy, but Mary will be like, oh yeah, here's my giant bag of jelly beans. Whoa. Like, why do you have those? And she's like, so I can eat them. <laughs> like, I like that. It's like, that's easily $30 worth of jelly bellies. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, wow. $30 worth of jelly bellies is a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot, but not like that much. Jelly bellies are expensive. Oh, God, this is probably is not interesting. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing, though. We also thought it was not interesting when we went on the um, Pottery Barn website. But you know what? Rave, <laughs> rave reviews for that. So True. <laughs> I guess we could we could get back into BoJack, though. So Lenny, Turtletop, and BoJack are talking about the Secretariat movie. And he's like, who do you want to play? Like, Secretariat's grandpa or like a witch doctor? Or like, uh, like Secretariat was 27. Who are you yeah. kidding? He's like, there's no way you can do it. And Bojack's like, well, can I just read for him and we can see what happens? Yeah. He does think the time is right for the movie. So that's at least something. And he sort of begrudgingly agrees. Like, fine, you can have an audition. But like, you're way too old. And this was the scene where I noticed that Bojack was still holding his golden glove. That's where I noticed like, it Like, it too. literally <laughs> took me until then. And I was like, 
he's had it this whole time, hasn't he? A hundred percent. I mean, I had the exact same thing. It's just like, oh, B is just carrying his Golden Globe everywhere. And then I was like, oh, he's definitely had it this whole time. Yeah, because then we get the scene of Bojack just reading the Secretariat book that Diane wrote and holding his Golden Globe. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets interrupted from that because Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter want to present a business opportunity to him. Has this ever happened to you? This part actually really bothered me a little bit because they bring back like the suicide theme of the episode to be like, according to facts, there are more suicides in January and there are less Halloween stores. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is so stupid. And like, to, to me, it's just not like funny. Yeah. I mean, it's believable to me that they would maybe make this stupid false correlation or whatever. But I think because they're sort of trying to handle or like they've already sort of introduced the idea of suicide at the beginning of the episode. And it's so heavy and serious that it does to me feel cheap and not good that they bring it back like this. I do think that this is the kind of joke that maybe would not be made on mm-hmm. Bojack in, if it was happening now. I agree. Yeah. I think it would be handled with a little bit more care, but I really did not respond well to it. That also, like, I have, you know, for personal reasons, mm-hmm. suicide content hits really close to home for me. So I do, sometimes I worry, like, oh, am I, like, just oversensitive? And I'm like, no, you're not oversensitive. It's a effing serious topic. Like, Well, yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I feel the same way where it's, like, sometimes you can start to put that on yourself a little bit of, like, oh, maybe I'm being too sensitive because of my own life. But I think that's kind of how we need to be approaching this is, like, you have to think about it from the perspective of the people who it's gonna hit if it does hit us or it does trigger something i think that's totally valid like this is a serious subject and i think these are the things that need to be kept in mind and handled delicately yeah just you know they could have taken a little bit of care like they didn't have they could have just had the presentation they didn't have to put that in at all (sighs) but bojack thinks it's so stupid he's like i've never had this problem before no yeah he's like when you guys get together you're even stupider than when you're apart they really do enable each other Yes, definitely. Series of unimportant nonsense. Completely. Then we get, we see Princess Carolyn at dinner with Vincent Adult Man. And she is still young at heart and she wants to feel the grass between her toes and she wants to like go on an adventure with Vincent. Yeah, that's baby stuff. I love that she's like basically saying he's too much of a grown up for her. (laughs) Literally. And there's also the part where she like mentions monogamy and he's like, what's monogamy? And she's like, oh, I guess we just really didn't want the same thing after all. Like, I guess we've been doing something different here. Instead of him just like literally not understanding the word, she takes it to mean like, oh, I wasn't doing that. Well, I mean, if you think you're dating an adult, you think they at least know what about the concept of monogamy. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's fair to say that Vincent Adult Man probably hasn't found another adult woman to date him, so probably he has been monogamous. Thing too, where it's like, and I know that the Vincent Adult Man stuff is, is just put in to be funny. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that deep. But to me, it's then I'm like, okay, well, like, Princess Carolyn thinks she's monogamous with the person she's dating, but obviously they haven't talked about it. True, yeah. Like, you can't just consider yourself monogamous without talking about it. Yeah, you can't just assume exclusivity. Right? You got to define the relationship. Exactly. DTR. She never DTR'd and now she's getting hurt. So (laughs) she says that she would like to be an adult about this, but frankly, she's hurt. Like, get out of here. Like, leave. And he's like, can I have another soda? (laughs) Just yikes. (laughs) Big yikes, yep. And then Bojack gets his audition for Secretariat. And in the room, people are not feeling this audition. 30 people have already auditioned. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when Bojack says like, "Oh, he was my hero," I'm so excited about this. The director Kelsey is just like, "Yeah, he's everybody's hero." Like, I know the story of Secretariat. You're not impressing She's like, me. I'm the director. I know the story. Like, can you please respect me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't mansplain Secretariat. And Bojack does a really good job in his audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I like that. I wasn't t- like I kind of remembered that he did a good job, but he actually really nails it, and you kind of really get a, a sense of vulnerability from him, which works really well. Well, you can tell how he relates to Secretariat, who yeah. was his hero and probably still is to an extent, even though it was there was a tragic end to him. And you can tell everyone in the room is also like, "Oh wow, that was good," but they don't even get a moment to breathe. Because they immediately get a phone call that Andrew Garfield has said yes to being Secretariat in the movie. And they're so excited. Like, we have our Secretariat. And I just love that it's Andrew Garfield. Like, we haven't seen him in, what, like, nine episodes? And now he's back. I do like that he's a recurring bit. The way that they do Andrew Garfield's voice. <laughs> and his hair. His hair is so tall. I love. I just love. I And I also love that it's the same uh, voice actor doing Mr. Peanut Butter and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, that's it's amazing. Paul, Paul F. Tompkins does them both. So that's just a dream. And Bojack is like, Andrew Garfield! <laughs> His best John Arbuckle. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so then we find out, so Diane is really wanting to go do this philanthropy with Sebastian St. Clair. And they're on the phone talking about malaria medicine. Mm-hmm. He's like, the medicine gives you horrible nightmares, but malaria gives you death. So you'll definitely want to take the medicine. <laughs> the way you said that was pretty good. It's like a pretty accurate impression. I think I might be kind of good at impressions. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> you really lean into them. It's good. I, I, it, 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 that wasn't even really on purpose, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to just be like, yeah, I'm good at that uh, and just accept it. But yeah, so Diane's kind of like, oh, okay, like, you can tell she's kind of getting swept up in things. And Sebastian St. Clair's like, oh, a mosquito got into my tent. Gotta go. And it's just like a anthropomorphic mosquito. Yeah, it's just like a, a guy who like seemingly works there. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> It's just so funny because they're talking about malaria. And so then in BoJack world, do you think malaria is transmitted by anthropomorphic mosquitoes as well? Like do mosquitoes bite people? Is that crime? Would they then get arrested by the the cat cop? True. Yeah. Is it like assaulting someone or are there like actual bug mosquitoes? Right? I'm just very interested in that. So once they they get off the phone because he's got the mosquito in the room and Princess Carolyn is getting a mani-pedi and calls Diane to offer her a job on the Secretariat movie as a character consultant. Yeah, and Diane's like, oh, I don't know, like, this job sounds pretty cushy and great, but also I could go poop in a bucket. Yeah, and Princess Carolyn says, if you take this job, you can buy all the orphans you want. (laughs) Yeah, and she kind of gets to this, like, the heart of this episode where she says, like, there's always later. Like, once you've saved up some money, you can go do it then. Always later. Yeah, she she says, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world if you want to do some good to have some money to throw mm-hmm. at it. And, yeah, there's always later is something. And, and, and I feel like the concept of there's always later is so contrasted with, like, the suicide talk at the top of the episode where it's like... Mm-hmm there like there you can't always rely on later and like maybe the healthier way to do things is to not wait yeah I, th- I definitely agree with you I think it's one of the things that you kind of eventually come to terms with is tomorrow is not promised so 
Oh my God, Lindsay. <laughs> well, it's not, right? There's not always later. You kind of have to live your life. You can't depend on things being available later. So I think that's kind of what they're trying to contrast here, right? Yeah, you have to you have to take opportunities when they are there. I didn't think we were going to get into tomorrow's not promised. Goodness <laughs> gracious, Lindsay. Well, I think that's kind of like at the at the heart of it, right? Like, well, no, it it is, and you <laughs> you just sliced right in there. Like, okay, let's <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So then Princess Caroline has to go. She's going to get her whiskers trimmed. She'll walk into walls like crazy, but she'll look <laughs> incredible. That's what matters. Honestly, I relate to that. <laughs> I don't have whiskers, but like, yeah. It's life. I like the rhinoceros, too, who's, like, getting her horn polished. I mean, I feel like working in a spa in this world, you'd have to have a much more diverse set of skills. (laughs) Yeah. Very broad portfolio. Things you're capable of. Hopefully they're paid well. Yeah, I hope so. So then we get Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter have taken Bojack out for lunch. And we can tell Bojack is not doing well because he asks, like, how's your pie? The waitress is like, not great. And he's like, I'll take all of them. You you can just, like, put them in a bowl with some bourbon. I'll just have that. Back to that moderation conversation. I have all the pie. (laughs) He's like, yeah, your pies are bad. I'll eat all of them. (laughs) It's like with the muffins, too. He's like, I didn't even want muffins, but I ate all 12. Yeah, at least you have a lot of saturated fat in them. So they have a new idea, and it's not the Halloween in January store, which they did start making, but Mr. Peanut Butter was scratching up the hardwood, so they took the floor out, and they don't know if they ever got a new floor installed. So we get a recurring (laughs) bit of people going ooh, a halloween store in january and then they fall in where it's like oh okay so this actually would have probably been a successful store <laughs> but instead you've just created like a trap for people yeah. i love that about it that like all the people who go in none of them are like what the hell like they all go in like wow what a great idea well and i think that's the thing that we're supposed to get out of this episode from mr peanut butter and todd is it's like their ideas are not conventional but they just go for things and then mm-hmm. they are good ideas and if they stuck with them they actually would probably find a lot of success because they really like completely throw themselves into these ideas right they don't half-ass anything no they it's full assed (laughs) so their new idea is smoothies yeah (laughs) it's a mood that you drink like a smoothie so it's a smoothie no it's a smoothie (laughs) what are the physical attributes I love and I I do really love how they always are pitching everything to Bojack because they so clearly want like Bojack to be their friend Mm-hmm. And they want him to get involved and buy in on their ideas. And Bojack is always just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What are, yeah. like, What is wrong with you? They want him to be like just as excited as they are. And he never, ever is. Bojack doesn't get excited. Mm-mm. Yeah. And they're like, we want you to come in on the ground floor. And he's like, your ideas literally don't have ground floors. He didn't lie. But they are going to do a smoothies launch party. Mm-hmm. And they have the full faith in their idea. They have spared no expense and they pulled all the stops. So this party, I think it's really funny because they're like, we have not spared any expense. And then they have just the she said yes poster from the proposal. They just crossed (laughs) it out and wrote smoothies on it. Yeah. Yeah, And they're so excited about it. And they're like, okay, but we have to like make absolutely sure we don't get distracted by this because it would be such an awful shame or whatever. I would feel awful. Yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, we need to focus and actually follow through. We can't get distracted. And then Todd's like, but what about the lawfuls? Mm -hmm. What about now they're distracted? (laughs) The waffles. Yeah. Which I feel like a falafel waffle combination does not sound appealing to me. Yeah, I would agree. 
I think that's that is kind of it, right? What they're trying to suggest this is from the picture at the end. It's just like yeah. falafel inside a waffle. Yeah, it works because of the rhyme and not because yeah. of how it would taste. Yeah, <laughs> not good. So Diane is at the party, and this is the first time that Bojack has seen her since the end of the last episode where he begged her to tell him that he's a good person. Yeah, I do think it's interesting that we didn't... I, I think I kind of expected at the beginning of this episode that we would cut right back to that moment, that maybe we would hang on that a little bit more. So it's interesting that they haven't talked since that moment. Like you have to imagine he just like walked out of there or something. Well, I I think it's it's very on the nose that he would have just left and completely yeah. avoided the conversation. Like I can't imagine being like, no, listen, like I'm in crisis and I don't know if I'm a good person and I need you to reassure me that I'm a good person mm-hmm. and getting nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, having your like total desperation, just like she can't even say it. Well, exactly. And so it kind of looks like a moment could be happening there. But then Vincent Adult Man shows up to the party and wants to talk to Princess Carolyn. And she's like, what is going on? Why are you here? And he goes, let me talk. I had an attitude problem and then I had a timeout and I thought about what I did. And the truth and like the truth is important. And the truth about me is I love you. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it's going to be the moment of like, now we see that he's three children, but no. Yeah, and Bojack's like, oh, finally, here we go. Yeah. And he's like, I love you. And Bojack's like, oh. It's like, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, and then they just leave together, happily arm in arm, <laughs> arm and broom. Literally. Bojack gets a call about the Secretariat movie because Andrew Garfield, that, oh, that silly, silly <laughs> man, fell through the floor, the no floor of the Halloween in January store, broke every bone in his body, and now they need a Secretariat. And they want to go younger, but the director is saying that she wants to go a little older and more serious. And if Bojack can just like be serious and do the job, he's got the role of secretariat finally. Yeah, she says, like, I'm not going to put up with any of your bullshit, but, like, if you're ready to work on this, you can do it. So Bojack finds out that he has two months to get in shape. He has to lose 50 pounds and then gain back 20. Yeah. I'm assuming in, like, lose fat and gain muscle. I guess. And he, he's he got the job. He goes up to the roof where Diane is smoking, as she's wont to do during functions at Mr. Peanut Butter's house and her mm-hmm. house, I guess. And Bojack's like, this is everything I have ever wanted. And, like, what do I do now? Yeah, because she points out, like, you don't really seem that happy for having this thing that you allegedly really wanted. And then she says, like, yeah, that's kind of what happens. Like, you either know what you want and you don't get it, or you get what you want and then you don't know what you want. It's, like, very depressing. Yeah, it's very profound, but it's not easy to process. she's not wrong. Yeah. Because it's, like, you you can work towards a goal of what you want, but once you reach that goal, then you have to find your next thing that you want or else you're just going to be aimless. Mm-hmm. Or you just like work towards something forever and you just don't get it. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty heavy. And this is where we find out that Diane is not going to go do the philanthropy. She took the character consultant job on Secretariat. So they are going to be seeing a lot of each other and she hopes that he won't get sick of her. Which I feel like that was like a rude thing for her to say. Yeah. Like she knows how he feels mm-hmm. and the whole history of what's happened over the past year or so. And. I feel like she kind of is playing with his emotions a little bit. Like, not that he's in the 
it's not that he's always in the right or whatever, but it's like she could be kind. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a bit strange too that she's like, oh, is it weird that I took the job? And it's like, no, you like literally are the person who should be doing this. Like it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's like the the Diane Bojack dynamic is just so weird. And the show, like again, the show I think really wants people to be rooting for Bojack and Diane to be a thing. Yeah. Especially like looking back at 20, what year was this? 2014? Yeah, 14-ish. Yeah, yeah. 2013, 2014-ish time. I feel like they they really want you to be rooting for this couple that just makes absolutely no sense and should not be happening. And so they put in these little moments where it's like, oh, is, is Diane flirting with him here? I f- always feel like it it comes off to me a little bit like fishing for a compliment. Almost. Yeah, it's ex- like- exactly. It's it's almost like she knows that she can get the reassurance from Bojack. Yeah. So she gives him just enough to make him like continue. Like she just keeps him on the hook just enough. Yeah, I guess I don't even know that I saw it as keeping him on the hook, but definitely I saw it as, you know, this is a person who's probably going to say nice things about you because of how they feel about you. But I guess also she hasn't seen him in like three months, so maybe he would say something mean, but I don't know. The way he's coming out to talk to her, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So Well, yeah, like he's still, after everything, his instinct when he is you know, in a little bit of an upheaval is to go seek her out and talk to her because he does have unresolved feelings. Yeah, and I mean, it's very telling, obviously, that he's like, I just got great news. Let me go tell Diane. And it's it's just because, again, he's fundamentally alone. I don't know. It's just, it's a complicated relationship and I don't like it. And they, they talk again about how there's always later to do what you really want. And we get a very sad thing of, do you remember when you asked me if I thought you were a good person deep down? And Diane says that she doesn't know if she believes in deep down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think kind of think all you are is the things that you do. And Bojack says that's incredibly depressing. Yeah, which but I feel like the things that you do are a direct reflection, right? I think so. Like, we got a question from Av where he said, like, he wanted kind of our take on that. Do we believe in deep down or is there just the stuff you do? Like, do you have a take on that? Well, it's okay. So I know there's that, like, inspirational quote that's like, you are, you become the things that you do repeatedly. So, like, excellence isn't like a trait. It's a habit that you form or whatever the specifics of that are. And I I think it's just complicated. I I don't think that there's an easy answer because how often do people do things that are kind of against what they want really want to do deep down? Yeah, and I think there's a bit of a tendency for people to sort of excuse the crappy things they do because they're like, oh, but like, I'm a good person, even if I did this crappy thing. That's not a reflection of me as a person. I think it can be easy for you to like justify crappy behavior if you're like have it in your head of like, oh, but it doesn't really reflect on me. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So the the scene kind of ends with Bojack saying like, I really wanted you to like me. And Diane's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, she doesn't really like beat around the bush at all. She's just like, yeah, I know you did. And doesn't say like, don't worry, I do. She just says, I know. Yeah. And but and she also doesn't do anything of like, yeah, I wish you like I like I like that you like me or like anything. I guess that wouldn't be how you say that. But like nothing about her liking him or him liking her or anything. Like it's all just again framed from like what he wants. So then we kind of get a little montage at the end of the episode of you know, things going well for people. We see that Sarah Lynn brings Andrew Garfield lasagna in the hospital. <laughs> Our little penguin friend gets to see his kids. And he has a lot of kids. 
Yeah, I think three of them. It was either three or four. It just felt like a never-ending wave of penguins. <laughs> never-ending wave of penguins. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we see Herb Kazaz is laughing with his nurse, like, looks to be doing, like, pretty well, all things considered. And Bojack is sitting at home alone, still holding his Golden Globe, watching an old episode of Horsing Around. Yeah, and it's juxtaposed with the horse sitting there with the three kids being like, I've got everything I need right here. Macaroni? Yeah. <laughs> I also want to like, I, I know this is not the serious part, but I wanted to touch on Vincent Adult Man's Hawaiian trench coat that he's going to be <laughs> yes, wearing on um, the cruise. Yes, yeah, so we see Princess Carolyn and Vincent Adult Man getting ready for their cruise, and she pulls out like a one-piece bathing suit and he pulled out a robe that's in like a matching fabric because he can, obviously you can't imagine that body in a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like Good stuff. going on a cruise with Vincent is literally kidnapping. Like true. <laughs> where are his parents? Truly, where are his parents? Where are all three of their parents? Well, could they be siblings? Yeah, maybe. Did we discuss that last time? I think we talked about it a little while ago. Hmm. I feel like I'm always just very curious about Vincent Adultman's home life. <laughs> How many negligent parents are culpable, I think was what we discussed. Yes, yes, yes. Minimum two up to six. Yes. <laughs> Could be more if there's like step parents. Wow. Yeah. And so then that's at the end of the episode, you see um, Bojack signing a copy of his book for someone who says that he is their hero for another little horse and then the episode ends yeah he's surrounded by all these couples at the observatory and he's just there by himself yeah so it's uh sad he it, it's it's it this is kind of a downer ending I'll, I'll admit yeah one thing i did flag and i don't think we've mentioned it at all in the <laughs> up to this point but those two like lady dogs are in every single episode as far as i can tell i'm pretty sure i've seen them every single week wait which two lady dogs so do you remember the the like clearest example I can think of is in the Neil McBeal episode and okay. they're like if I eat chocolate yes, it'll, it'll literally, literally kill, kill me. me. Yeah, yeah, I do remember them there, but I don't remember seeing them again. Yeah, so they're in like every single episode and when it pulls out on the observatory, it, like they're to the to his right, like they're just looking out as well. They're one of the like couples up in the observatory. But they always just appear like they'll be eating dinner at his restaurant or like appear in a store and they don't usually speak again, but they appear. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, and I don't think we ever, like, get anything more out of them. But. I can't believe that nobody has sent us an email about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so strange. We're just uh, missing a recurring bit? <laughs> well, now yeah. we'll have to keep an eye out for the dogs moving forward. Oh, there, it looks like there's a Reddit thread about it. The top comment. My favorite recurring characters are the dogs who talk to the grocery store about how they love chocolate, but it could literally kill them. Throughout the course of the show, we see them meeting, hanging out, becoming friends. I love this show. There yeah, I guess there's just like a ton of recurring characters on BoJack yeah. that we need to be keeping a closer eye out for. Yeah, they're so good at having them just in the background. And I feel like we're not great at catching them all, but oh, Sarah I... catches them for us. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why we keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we have any, any feedback that we need to go through today? Yes, so uh, I will quickly mention we got one new five-star rating, but not a review. But we did get a five-star review in Australia that I sent you yeah. that literally just says A1. So... We love that. Thank you, Australia. Thank you, Australia. <laughs> Dark oh, meme. We do have a correction from Tim. Last, not last week, two episodes ago, we said that Wallace Shawn is addicted to art, and we both were just like Rembrandt, right? Close enough. <laughs> was Rothko. 
Oh, so embarrassing. Rothko. So at least we were like, it's we know what starts with an R. Um, yes, <laughs> it's a win. Stefan wrote and said, do you think Diane makes BJ a better person? BJ being Bojack. <laughs> well, I, and I think that that's one of like the core questions of this show is like, to what extent can other people make someone better or worse? Like, mm-hmm. is it Diane's responsibility to make Bojack a better person because he likes her? Or is the whole thing just kind of uncomfortable? Yeah, so Ariel also wrote and said, like, he thinks it's notable that when Bojack tells Diane her writing makes a difference, he feels like that's, like, a bit more sort of work that Bo- than Bojack would normally have done before meeting her, of, like, where he's at least willing to say this nice thing to her. And he said, like, even though their relationship can be really toxic, I do think they kind of push each other. I think that that's just the thing is like, like interpersonal relationships are complicated. No relationship is going to serve only one purpose, really. And there's always, you know, positives and negatives to to anything. Yeah. We also got two comments from Ariel. One about, first of all, he sent a very nice email that said how much he loves our show. But also, and specifically likes the tangents. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Mm, pro tangent yeah. <laughs> yeah so we like that but he said uh, he really likes the slow burn from the telescope storyline where it first gets mentioned in episode three and then it's not until by episode eight that we get the gut punch so that's good and then he also wanted you to know he has a vitamix and he loves it and it crushes ice so now i need to get a vitamin those are expensive <laughs> i thought it was so funny he's like i love how it crushes ice i was like well that is a problem <laughs> so oh my god yeah the but... vitamix blender they start at like four hundred dollars. Hey, I get out of here with that. I get out of here. Ah, <laughs> oh, but the margaritas I could make. <laughs> so yeah, so thank you to all of you who wrote in this week. That was uh, it was very nice. We got nothing but positive feedback. Truly a dream. Thank you for the positive <laughs> feedback. We love the validation. And love if you <laughs> want to be part of the the conversation, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at bojackhorsepod. And it's it's truly just a dream, you know? And send us those reviews, especially if you're in Canada. Yes, please send us five-star ratings and reviews. They make us very happy. I don't know why my self-worth is tied to these reviews, but it is. So just validate me, please. Please. I don't (laughs) want to say I check every day for new reviews, but it's pretty close. Most days, you know? (laughs) And if you want to hear more from us, you can hear from Lindsay on the Simpsons Then and Now podcast, where they're talking about old Simpsons and new Simpsons. Episodes connect by, by plot line. (laughs) <laughs> yes I'm, I'm just like having a stroke here I don't. and if you would like to hear more from me you can follow me on social media at kirsten said what including twitch.tv slash kirsten said what i am hosting the temptation island wrap up over on the reality tv wrap ups feed Rob has a website, as well as I talk about Riverdale every week with Mary Kwiatkowski on Kowski cast that is cow with Okay. Thank you, Lindsay, for all your your hard work editing these these podcasts. I feel like today's going to be a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fine. Thank you for all of the work that you do to prepare and be such a delight. Ugh, what a great first season. What a great first season. We did it. We did. Thank you to everyone who joined us for our inaugural season of BoJack Horse Pod. Big thanks to Will from America who created our theme song which is so much fun we are going to be back next week with season two episode one of bojang horseman which is called brand new couch very descriptive so 
okay, I don't remember this at all, but I'm uh, excited about it. We're excited to find out together. I would like a brand new couch. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, well, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.